0: Log Talk Radio. Log Talk Radio.
1: Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts, offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. I've I've titled this program Two Food Mavens Talk About the Trials and Successes of Their Firms." I did that because they have, they both come to us with unusual backgrounds and, and uh, unusual companies. Uh, Our our guests, and I've asked them to join us together, are Michael McDevitt. He's Chief Executive Officer uh, of Terra's Kitchen, and we'll find out why it's called that uh, later in the program. And Monica Klausner, she's co-founder of Vestro, and she's also the Chief Marketing Officer. Welcome to the program, both of you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be
1: here. Well, you know, we start off uh, every guest by asking them a little bit about their personal background. Since ladies always go first, I'm going to ask Monica, tell us a little bit about yourself personally before we get into anything else.
0: Sure. Um, Well, I guess the first thing I should tell you is that my brother Mark and I started this company. We grew up in Costa Rica and we we're always used to eating delicious food made from scratch with mainly fruits and vegetables. And uh I'm I'm the older one, so when I came out to the United States to go to college, I started having trouble because processed food and fast food restaurants, you know, was the easiest thing to get as a college student. And I started gaining weight and I didn't feel so great and I was tired and I didn't really put two and two together until many years later when my brother came to me one day, and this is a couple of years ago, and he said, I am so tired of eating junk. I work really hard. I work really long hours. And I just want someone to make delicious, healthy food and deliver it to my house. Why can't somebody do that for me? And so it was basically his idea. You know, he... had this idea. We started talking about it. It was sort of a dream. You know, I'm a mom of three. I have uh, three kids, a husband, a dog, very busy life. My brother was a very busy investment banker. And we just thought about this. And at the time, I was reading the China study, which was fascinating to me how nutrition really affects the way you feel. And I started sort of dabbling into a plant-based diet. And as my brother and I talked about this, I said to him, you know, this is how we should do it. It should be all plants. It should be nutrient-dense. Our food should be very clean and free of preservatives and added sodium. And that's how Vistor was born.
1: Okay, we're going to get back to that. Michael, tell us about your company. and your, But first, personally, about yourself.
2: Yeah, I would love to. appreciate you having me on the show today. Uh, So my background in the business world started in the world of private equity. Um, I originally was working for a firm up in New York City and was enjoying the time, but decided I wanted to dabble in the world of an entrepreneur. So I left private equity and was the CEO and started a nutrition business back in about 2000. And uh, that business from the year of 2000 to around 2012 when I exited that business, we would had a lot of success in helping individuals focus on improving their overall health, and largely the biggest focus was on weight loss. Over that 12-year time frame, we helped a couple million individuals have great success in losing weight by being a completely vertically integrated business in which we would manufacture our own products, meals, supplements, deliver them to the consumer's door, and help them through that weight loss process. While it was an extremely exciting time, uh, over that 12-year time frame, we we were able to grow from about zero to a little bit over $400 million in sales or so. When I left that business, the thing that intrigued me next was the post-weight loss phase. Uh, We were a business that was about helping people lose weight through knee replacements. And through some additional study, I became completely intrigued about how that weight loss and, more importantly, that that maintenance of the weight loss could occur through real food consumption after the weight loss phase. So roughly about a year ago, we launched Terrace Kitchen, which is a business that is focused on bringing the cooking and the dining experience into the home by providing the freshest of produce and proteins to the individuals to help them learn and be educated on the cooking process itself as well as to have the ability to learn about the meals that they're eating. Why is it they are healthy? What is it about these meals that they now can learn from and carry on when they're not utilizing the care's kitchen environment? So for that, we created the TK way and the TK way is a way of eating in which you know you're going to be receiving the produce and the proteins that are going to help you cook and experience a nutrition dense uh, and help you in that weight maintenance phase throughout that time post weight loss. So, we launched that business about a year ago, been up and running now for about five months, and just really enjoying reconnecting with the consumer base on a whole different level than weight loss, and that is from the fresh food aspect of it.
1: Wow. Yeah, we have two fr- fresh food people together. I'm going to relabel this uh, uh, program uh, something else after that. Well, let me ask you, how did you come up uh, Why the name Terra's Kitchen?
2: Great question. Uh, there is no individuals in the kitchen actually that are named Terra, and is not named after a single entity of any sort. Uh, we came up with the name Terra's Kitchen just based on the original origin of the name Terra, which of, is of the earth. And we looked at a lot of the other players in the space that were delivering these food products to consumers, and we were just a bit trying to be a bit more eco-friendly in the way that these products were being delivered as well as the farm and the food came from the earth as its origin, we wanted to better connect the consumers at their dining table with the actual origin of the food by having a form of connection to the farmers in the earth from which the food came. One of the big differentiators of Terrace Kitchen is the way that we ship the food. And we ship the food to the consumer in the reusable Terrace Kitchen eco-friendly vessel. It appears almost like a, a mini refrigerator that comes to your door where you pull all the food out of the, the vessel, you put it in your refrigerator, you put the vessel back on the front porch, and it it's shipped back to be used well over 100 times or so in its lifespan at Taylor's Kitchen. So the name came from reconnecting with the Earth, both so from the farmers, of which the food was brought to us from, as well as being more eco-friendly in the way of delivering
1: that food to the consumer. Monica, wh- how did you come up with your name?
0: Um, well... Uh bistro basically means vegetarian bistro. So vegan, vegetarian, bistro. My brother came up with that. Uh he's very creative. Um and it actually just resonated. We um were looking at as well as a lot of a lot of other uh companies and we realized that there really wasn't anybody doing what we were doing, which is delivering chef prepared plant-based, all-organic, non-GMO meals directly to people's homes. There were companies delivering food to people's homes, but not 100% plant-based. So uh, we wanted to sort of honor that by calling our company Vistro.
1: And how long have you been in business?
0: We've been in business coming up on three years and uh, it has been just a fantastically fascinating experience uh for both of us we've grown a lot uh but we've also just dealt with a lot of challenges that we anticipated some that we didn't anticipate um and you know have managed to still you know to stick around and grow month to month which is you know pretty spectacular in this um in the space that is starting to get pretty quickly very crowded
1: how do you how do you distribute your product
0: we ship our products in insulated containers with dry ice we actually ship our products nationwide frozen so the way it works is we make everything fresh to order and then we ship it frozen and the reason we do that is because we understand, and this was part of the reason why we, we created our business model this way. You know, as a mom of three and my brother as a, as a very busy investment banker, we were both talking about what happens when sort of life gets in your way and you get fresh food delivered to your house and you can't eat it. Um, then, you know, in a few days it has to go, it has to go in the trash. So we were. I was having that problem with produce. I'd go to the farmer's market, I would buy beautiful produce, and then, you know, driving my kids around, picking up, taking the play dates, piano lessons, this and that, life would get in the way, and by the end of the weekend, I would have to throw half of it away. And so we decided that there had to be a way that our food would stay, um, you know, fresh, not exactly fresh, but would taste fresh without adding any preservatives. And so that's why we ship it frozen.
1: Hmm. Well, I have to tell you, as we do, we sampled you, both of your products. And uh, while I don't know much of the difference, my wife said there was a definite difference. So you're both to be congratulated on that.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Well, you're not on the program unless we test. <laughs>
0: Well that's great to hear.
1: Well now um uh spell your uh, spell your name and spell your uh website.
0: Sure. Um do you want me to spell my pers- my name? No, or, no. Or just your, the company? your
1: your company's website.
0: Okay. So our company is Vistro, V like Victor, E E S T R O. And it's www. V-E-E-S-T-R-O dot com. Vistro.
1: And, uh, Michael, what's your uh, uh, website so that people know? We'll, we'll repeat it several times, but please uh, give us your website.
2: Of course. The, uh, the company's name is Terra's Kitchen, and the website is T-E-R-R-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-E-N dot com. Tara's Kitchen dot com.
1: Okay. Now, um, uh, Monica, you said what were some of the things uh, that you hadn't anticipated when you came into the business?
0: Well, one of the things that we hadn't anticipated was um, how to ship efficiently and pack the meals. We just hadn't thought about it. Um, How to ship them across the country. And so we did many, 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 many tests um, with some friends in in the East Coast where we would ship things to them, and then they would open the box and take pictures and show us how everything looked. Um, And we just thought it would be really easy, but it is way more complicated than we originally anticipated. So it took us a good four months to figure out um, how to ship things so that they would arrive in good shape and frozen.
1: um, Michael, you have a a, a unique way. How did you come up with your idea?
2: Yeah, the idea for how we ship our product came from one of our partners uh, who are from the, the produce world. And for years now, they've been shipping produce from the farms to distributors into the grocery stores and the retail. And in order to keep that produce fresh, they had to find a way to ensure the temperature that the produce is being shipped in would maintain during all this transportation. So the partner that we worked with, we simply took the technology they've been utilizing on the LTL truckloads going to retail stores and shrunk that technology into a two-by-two two cube that has the ability to ship via FedEx or UPS or through the U.S. Postal Service. So we took with an idea that had already been proven on a retail scale, and we simply shrunk that technology down to an e-commerce direct-to-consumer mindset.
1: Well, that's really interesting. Well, what, what was uh, – uh, you're a veteran entrepreneur. What unexpected problem did you run into?
2: You know, something that has been a real interesting learning process for us has been finding out from the consumer's perspective how Terra's Kitchen best fits into the consumer's life. I, as an individual running a business, father and husband, were extremely busy. And I know that the cooking experience, which is what Terrace Kitchen is about, is not something that I'm going to be able to do on a daily basis. So what is the right number of days in which our consumer would desire wanting to actually do the cooking process itself? And what other days of the week would they desire having something exactly like a bistro that is ready right there in front of them for a much faster turnaround time? And what number of days do they want to be out in the the social area of a restaurant or whatnot. So we tried to get that number of days accurate. And what we find is that most consumers, two to three days a week, are really the number of times they like to prepare a meal. And that's only achievable if the preparation of the meal can be done in a very time-efficient context, mainly around less than 30 minutes to take the product out of the refrigerator and cook that meal and get it on the table. So learning how the consumers wanted to best utilize us, it was a lot of a trial and error. And uh, that's been something that's been a lot of fun to better our messaging, to make sure that consumers understand how Terrace Kitchen can fit into their very busy schedules on the day-to-day.
1: So so uh, your package is really for two or three days, and do you ship weekly?
2: It is. We can ship on a weekly basis, of which inside the package you'll receive two to three days of dinners that are already all chopped up. The vegetables are already all chopped up. The protein is already all defrosted. So it takes the preparation time in half compared to a lot of the meal kit delivery systems that are out there other than ourselves. So two to three days a week of having dinners prepared in less than 30 minutes, that's what we've found to be really our sweet spot. Uh, from the consumers and what they desire and how they want to utilize this type of package. Uh,
1: Monica, how, uh, uh, what is your uh, uh, package? How many meals does that usually cover?
0: It actually really depends. We have three different ways uh, to order, and I actually wanted to um, to say something in regards to what Michael said. Um, I actually agree 100% that Dinner has to be easy to prepare and, you know, be on the table within 30 minutes. Otherwise, I just can't get around to do it. So good job for you guys that, uh, you know, that you figured it out, but it's completely true. Um, And this is, you know, speaking as a mom and an entrepreneur. So I can imagine that there's plenty of people like that as well. Um, Back to your question. Um, The the way that Vista works is you can order three different ways. You can order a la carte, so you can pick and choose however many meals you want. You can order a pack, so it's a preset number of meals, and so, you know they usually have a theme, so it's either a protein pack or a, a gluten-free pack or whatnot. Um, or you can order a weight loss subscription. So the subscription gets delivered every two weeks, and you can choose it based on number of days per week. So we ship you three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you can choose three days a week, five days a week, or seven days a week. That's only the weight loss program. When you order a la carte, the minimum order is $35, which is probably about five, four or five meals. And what we find is that because our food can stay in the freezer for up to eight weeks, People want to buy a lot of it and keep it in the freezer. So on average, people will purchase about 25 meals. We ship them all at once, and you put it in your freezer, and you have it, so when you get home, you're tired, you don't feel like cooking, you just pull it out, toss it in the oven, and there's dinner.
1: Well, what does a typical dinner consist of?
0: Um, It depends, but everything is... A full dinner. So, for example, um, there's, you know, one of our most popular dishes is a red curry with vegetables, tofu, on a bed of rice. So, it's a full meal. It's got carbs, protein, it's very well balanced. Um, Some of our other meals, you know, we have a lot of different uh, flavors from around the world. There's enchilada casseroles, Um, we have soba noodles. In a peanut dressing with tofu and vegetables, we have a lentil meatloaf. So there's a wide variety of flavors that uh, you can choose.
1: But do, do you, you you don't include meats in this, do you?
0: No, no. Everything is 100% plant-based. So when we say lentil meatloaf, it's basically a lentil loaf. Hmm.
1: M- um, Michael. What is the typical dinner that you offer? Do you offer meat, or or is it uh, – uh, I'll leave it at that.
2: We do. We have the uh, the consumer inside terrace kitchen has the ability to choose between a, a vegetarian meal that they would like to have or one that does include meat, whether that would be steak, chicken, or fish. A, a typical meal um, would really consist upon what the consumer wants to order. You're going to have your main – if you're choosing one that does have meat, you're going to have one that does include such as our our steak with chimichurri sauce with sweet potatoes and side arugula salad. You're going to have that six to eight ounces of the protein, which will come uh, defrosted already, fresh, ready to cook inside the vessel. You're going to have that side salad, which will have all the individual parts associated with it, the tomatoes, the arugula, already all chopped up and ready to just put inside the bowl. And then you're also going to have the main side, main starch, main other vegetable, whether that would be sweet potatoes, asparagus, brussels sprouts. Again, already all prepared, ready to be cooked, just simply waiting to be put inside the pan. Vegetarian meals, very much exactly kind of what Monica said, where you're going to have that ability to have the non-meat dishes, which do require that additional step of cooking the meal. So you're going to have to be putting all those different pieces together in the pan, in the oven, but again, always under 30 minutes for that preparation
1: Well, uh, it sounds fascinating. Now let's go to the marketing, uh, Michael. How do you market your product?
2: So We've now been marketing Tara's Kitchen for, for several months, and what seems to be the most successful, of course, is happy clients, clients who have tried the program and are open and honest. They want to get out there and kind of refer their additional friends into the business. From the macro perspective, the majority of our marketing comes from radio, television, digital, social, all the different pieces of the pie that that companies use right now to get their brand out there. We currently are focused more on regional-style marketing from the macro of television and radio and national marketing from the areas of digital and social.
1: Where are you located?
2: The distribution center out of the West Coast is located in Sacramento, California.
1: So, are you on the West Coast?
2: We are. We are on the West Coast, from San Diego up and through Portland, doesn't right. it?
1: And Monica, where are you located?
0: We're located in Newberry Park in uh, Southern California, as well.
1: Oh, might have figured. Well, all this health, uh, healthy stuff yeah. being. Uh, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, we, you know, we have so many local organic farms in our backyard. So it's an excellent place for us to be.
1: Well, now tell us, how do you source your your uh, products? We'll start with you, Monica.
0: We mainly source our products from local organic farms. In, you know, in our area, we are very fortunate that we have a lot of them. So we have lots of different types of produce. That we have, you know, that we can get our hands on very quickly and very, very fresh. So that's mainly where we
1: source our uh, produce from. Well, I want to come back to the organic. uh, But, Michael, how do you source?
2: Also, utilizing local farms from whatever is, I guess, growing at that current season. From the protein perspective, we do utilize local farms. However, we also do have some national accounts. Uh, because in the world of protein, there's a lot more involved from the world of food safety and food compliance. So you want to make sure that the folks that you're working with have the ability and have the, the institutionalization part that they've taken to get those certifications required to be able to shift direct to consumers. So produce much more from a local farm perspective, proteins from more of your, again, local as much as possible, but sometimes national plants
1: well um let's go to the issue of organic um twenty years ago organic was not even in our vocabulary our everyday vocabulary what is what is, in your view is the difference what makes an organic farm um organic uh, that's
0: that's a great question um we, when we look at the local farms, the organic local farms to source our produce from, we, um, we go to the farm, we ask a lot of questions, we want to know what they use for pesticides. Hopefully they don't use any, but you know, there are some natural pesticides that are not uh, chemical that can be used that actually help uh, grow the produce. Um, But more importantly, we want to know where their seeds come from, because um, non-GMO is very important to us. And so we want to make sure that when they're growing, you know, their corn and soybeans and whatnot, um, and, you know, and even the the leafy greens, that everything is uh, non-GMO. So that's very important for us.
1: What's important to you, Michael, in, in that respect?
2: Definitely want to hit on the fact that the non-GMO would be at the
1: top of our
2: desires from uh, any type of product. We do guarantee that everything coming into Terra's Kitchen does have that non-GMO perspective. Uh, From the organic side, we do love organic, uh, and I think that the the term organic continues to evolve in its definition and its regulation. We, We do ensure that the Dirty Dozen, which are those core 12, are always going to be organic, but just due to sometimes the scaling, uh, the seasonality, the local, what's available and what's not available. We have gone non-organic in certain uh, produces at times. So when it's available, we uh, we try to meet the consumer's needs. Whatever the consumer desires, we want to get local and organic and non-GMO as best as we possibly can. Non-GMO is a must. Local and organic sometimes can be a luxury based upon uh, the time of year design and what the consumer is looking for.
1: Um. Uh, all i know is whenever i go to the su- supermarket organic is uh, usually much more expensive than the, than the, the other stuff but um, well, it, you know it's very interesting uh, i cal- go ahead michael you are the guest
2: oh no I'm sorry i'm not here um,
1: well let me uh, let me uh, i calculate um uh, the figures it's about um, six or seven dollars a meal. Uh, is that meal for one or a meal for two or a meal for three? Uh, uh, how do you calculate it, Michael?
2: For for Taylor's kitchen, the uh, the average meal cost is going to vary based upon the type of meal that you're choosing to go with. If you're going to go with a vegetable-based vegan meal, you're probably looking at around that. 11 to 12 dollar range if you're looking for a chicken type of a dish it's probably going to be around 13 to 14 and if you're looking for those steak meals which are very popular amongst the consumers right now you're probably going to be on the higher end of 15 to 16 dollars per meal and because of the the quality of the proteins we're choosing because of the sourcing of the produce where it's coming and the convenience factor of having all that produce already prepared and cut chopped and sliced and diced for you Those meal prices back into about equal what it would cost to go into a grocery store and buy the level of produce and proteins that we're offering. Of course, you're going to have the time save of not having to actually go to the grocery store and uh, park and go ahead and do your shopping for you. So the convenience of having it shipped directly to your door, we feel offsets uh, the advantage of where Terrace Kitchen comes into play versus your classic grocery shop. And
1: Monica, what's yours?
0: Um, I actually agree with Michael. Our price point is a little different. Uh, our meals range from you know six dollars for soups to about eleven fifty for a full meal. Uh, but also, it's it's the same thing. It's the convenience of having the food delivered straight to your door without having to go to the market. And in our case, without actually having to chop. So we say no chop, no shopping, no chopping, no cooking, and no cleaning. Just heating up uh, and
1: enjoying. Re- repeat that one, but slower. That was sure. a great one.
0: <laughs> so basically, with bistro, there's no shopping, no chopping, no cooking, and no cleaning. Just heat and enjoy.
1: <laughs> For bachelors uh, and single, you know, uh, single people, that's that's really a, a, a great. Uh, uh, what should we say? A uh, uh, great the selling, selling point. point. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'll tell you. You know, a lo- I hear a lot from our customers, um, and a lot of my a lot of our customers are single, but a lot of our customers are moms who are busy all the time, and a lot of times what happens is, in between running here and there, you forget to eat. So a lot of our a few of our meals you can actually just take out of the refrigerator or take out of the freezer overnight, defrost it and take it with and eat it cold. And so I hear from a lot of moms that say I just grab, you know, one of the soba noodles, take it in the car and while I'm waiting to pick up my kid from school, I just eat it.
1: We're talking with Monica Klausner. She's co-founder of Vestro. Vestro. Sorry. Vistro, I'm- yes. Bistro Uh, and we're also talking with Michael McDevitt, he's Chief Executive Officer of Terra's Kitchen I love that name, I love both of your names, the great thing about this program is I I hear some really great uh, and uh, innovative titles, both of you should be congratulated for that Thank you Well let's So I heard one obstacle I heard uh Well, I'll just say with Michael, any other things that uh, you didn't anticipate, you being a veteran uh, and having been in venture capital?
2: Well, you know, I think that uh, it's a really exciting time in the food space right now for several reasons. One, from the macro, it's really exciting to see the consumer base really desire more transparency from the food space itself, and it's almost like we're going back in time. A hundred years ago, we had all these local farms covering the United States, and people would go to these farms, get produce, proteins, make meals. That consolidation then occurred, and all of a sudden, you really had three to four players in the food space that were finding ways to make the food last longer so they could get it inside the consumer's hand. And over the past three years, you've seen that, that transparency really desired from the consumer base, and we're going back to how it used to be, by having a lot more of the local farmers getting directly to the consumers versus having to go through that wasted time of going to different distributors, retailers, major brand players, and whatnot. So it's exciting to see that, while at the same time I think it's challenging for the consumers because as consumers, we're very new to e-commerce being utilized in the food space and how e-commerce can be utilized in the food space. And on top of that, the complexities of fresh or frozen food being offered on e-comm the food space, I think consumers are really just figuring out how to use this new opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when does it make sense for them? When does it not make sense for them? And there's going to be some trial and error from the consumer side as well as from the, the company side. So just helping educate ourselves by listening to consumers and helping the consumers educate themselves by trying out new things and seeing what's the right fit for them. It's kind of like each consumer needs to know its own recipe in how best to use e-com in the fresh and frozen space. And I'm just honored to be a part of this new wave that is occurring really over the past two to three years.
1: Well, I've noticed from the – Monica, you want to uh, comment on
0: that? I, I just wanted to say that, I you know, I'm in awe at how quickly – um consumers are jumping on this bandwagon and and Michael's absolutely right it's this is definitely a learning process for them we've seen a lot of that where people don't really um i don't think they've ever thought about how much food they eat or they don't eat throughout a week and um it is it's really been fascinating to see the the speed at which the food space has grown in uh, in e-commerce in particular Um, and how much quicker consumers are willing to take the plunge into this, you know, this world. And um, we see it particularly because, um, you know, frozen food has always had a really bad rap, and people consider frozen food sort of like the last straw. Um, We don't like to think of ourselves as frozen food, but... Our food is delivered frozen, so there is you know an extra step of education there with consumers to explain to them that the food is actually fresh it's just delivered frozen um but we do see that you know the the uptake of you know uh the food tech business i guess is what we what we call it um is starting to move a lot faster.
1: well, that brings me to the next question.
0: How do you deal with competition? Hmm. Um, that is an excellent question. So we are, in terms of our competition, we are always on top of who our competitors are, um, mainly our direct competitors, people who are making food that is delivered in a very similar fashion than our food. So... We don't exactly consider Terrace Kitchen competition because you still have to cook the meal. We consider, you know, our direct competitors, people who are delivering uh, complete meals. And, you know, the, the most important, there are two things that are very, very important to our company. The first one is the quality of our product and the taste of our food. So we work very hard to make sure that our food is delicious and that, you know, people want to to order more, to eat more. Um, And the other thing is customer service. And, you know, when I was in business school a few years ago, I was very, very um, impressed and sort of stricken by uh, the, the Nordstrom customer service case study. And I always said, if I ever start a company, that's going to be the focus of the culture in our company, customer service. We want to make sure that we hear from our customers that we are serving what they are looking for, and that we're constantly touching them and making sure that they're happy with what they're getting. So we um, work very, very, very hard to make sure that our customers are always happy that you know i i I speak to them personally all the time. We have a very strong customer service team. And we are all about customer service. That's how we differentiate ourselves from our competition,
1: really. Um, Michael, differentiating yourself from competition and dealing with competition, your thoughts? Sure.
2: Excellent question, and I would definitely echo everything that Monica stated. Um, When looking at competition, I think it's first important to really define it. And just as Monica said, Vistro and Terra's Kitchen are very compatible with each other. In fact, I think both are helping to rise the tide of e-commerce food, which we're all benefiting from right now. And they just serve a different need from a consumer, much like there's different aisles in a grocery store. I think that each e-commerce business is almost taking on a specific aisle as opposed to being the entire grocery store itself. And so from a direct competitor's perspective, they would be someone who would be serving very similar of a product, which would be meal delivery kits. Uh, Some of the bigger players in our space that would be considered direct competition might be a Blue Apron or a Plated or a Hello Fresh. And I think it's important for every company to have differentiating factors from their direct competition. Um, But there's also some common themes that everybody has to do extremely well just to have really a ticket to the game to play. And we are in the food business. And every time in the food business, top priority is great food. You have to have great food, especially in today's world, where consumers' demands for what's considered great food just continues to get better. Mm -hmm. So we always like to elevate ourselves and really challenge ourselves to have what we consider to be the best product on the table versus our direct competitors. Uh, The next thing in the food space, especially when you're dealing with today's lifestyle, I believe is going to be convenience. So the fact that we can make the statement that our products, because of being already prepped the vegetables and the proteins we frosted, we can be on the table totally cooked and ready to eat with your family in less than 30 minutes, that's about half the time of what our direct competition is putting on the table right now. So that's a big differentiating factor for us as well. And we also, just because of my background and because of the people associated with our business, we do feel an obligation to really look out and focus on the health of our clients. That is something that we really do hang our hats on. So offering both delicious, convenient, and healthy options for our consumers so that they know when they're eating from the Terrace Kitchen menu, they're in the safety bubble that Terrace Kitchen provides. The TK way, although it's not all they're eating because it's simply a dinner option right now, they know that they're going to be healthy in uh, the choices they're making on our site. So really hitting on great food, very convenient way to prepare it, and also having that health factor, those are where we really try to differentiate from our direct competition.
1: Well, you've uh, you've, you've pointed out that you think it's a gro- growing space. But what are, are the barriers uh, to entry? And I'll start with you, Michael.
2: Well, I mean, the first barrier to entry when you're talking on food in the e-commerce space is going to be the logistics side. This is a very logistic, heavy business, and inventory management and maintaining the cost structure of your total infrastructure from, in, in layman's terms, manufacturing to distribution to return, therein lies a major problem, and you make sure you have to be, you have to be focused and educated in that overall logistics business in order to even be able to play in the space that is grocery
1: and e-com. Mm-hmm. My, uh, Monica? What
0: do you think I, of the uh, I agree 100%. Ahead. Logistics is definitely a big barrier to entry. Um in, you know, in the case of of uh, our direct competitors, there's also the food, the the flavors of the food. You know, it's interesting that everybody who likes to cook says, "Oh, I want to open a restaurant." But it really does take a very unique individual to be able to prepare a meal that can be frozen, defrosted, or frozen, defrosted, and heated that will still taste like a fresh-made meal. And, you know, we're very fortunate that we have an incredible chef that is able to do just that. But it is a big barrier to entry because not just anybody can make food and ship it frozen. So we're pretty confident that we um, have that sort of down pat and we're a little bit of ahead of our uh of our competition in that sense.
1: Well, how did you find your chef?
0: You know, it's one of those uh it was one of those moments where the universe was just aligned. All the stars were aligned. We uh we were looking for a chef. We had a a few interviews. Uh we met this man who has a very very similar background from my brother and I. He grew up in South America as a vegetarian, has been a vegan chef for 30 years, is really just a, a an incredible person. And the minute he cooked for us, we were sold. So uh, he's actually a partner in our business and we're very fortunate to have him.
1: Well, Michael, what, what, what do you think are the key hires in your business?
2: Oh, you are dealing with food. So exactly like Monica said, you need to make sure you can put together an amazing product that fits the offering that you're providing the consumer. Um, So the culinary executive and the team of culinary support is extremely important Um, due to the complexities of having all the different individual ingredients, the, the chief operating officer and having the right person managing the inventory because it's a very short shelf life on fresh food, and that's a huge barrier to entry in this world because produce comes in and goes bad, and it doesn't go bad. You want to get it in the consumer's hand as quickly as possible, and we pride ourselves on being able to make the statement that the, the produce that you're going to receive inside your terrace kitchen vessel is actually three to four days fresher than what you're going to be able to get on, on the grocery store shelf. That's because we're going directly from the provider at the farm into the chair's kitchen vessel and then directly to your door in a three- to four-day time frame, and we're completely able to avoid the farmer to the distribution center to the retailer distribution to the shelves to your kitchen. So that chief operating officer and that culinary executive have to be completely in sync so that the culinary executive knows what's available to make recipes with what's reasonable we can make recipes with and what's gonna work inside the infrastructure that is the Paris kitchen infrastructure to have that ship fresh, arrive fresh and be able to be made in less than a thirty minute time frame.
1: Well how did you find your chef?
2: Oh uh, well we have a we have a team of chefs that we utilize for recipe development and we're lucky enough to have one individual who's just been a family friend friends who's had a tremendous career in the culinary world, both working with very well-known celebrity chefs, both working with great, well-known national magazines. And they were just really intrigued to to be a part of something from the start, to really start a brand and help us expand upon it. So they have great experience in the world of both recipe creation as well as the the visual aspects of food and telling a story with the food. So they've been a great partner with us in helping us create the brand that is Terra's Kitchen And lucky enough they have over 25 years of experience in doing this.
1: We're talking with Michael McDevitt. He's chief executive officer of Terra's Kitchen. And I'll ask him to uh, give the uh, website in a few minutes. And Monica Klosner. She's the co-founder of Vistro. Uh, Another, uh, I hope that the audience is learning as much as I am today about how to uh, literally launch a new business in a new sec- uh, sector of the economy. Uh, uh your your world really didn't exist 5 years ago, did it? And I'll start with Monica.
0: No, um actually I'm pretty sure this world didn't really exist at all, you know, maybe 3 years ago or 4 years ago before, you know, there there was really no market, people didn't know about it. Everybody was very um Skeptical of ordering food online, you know. And if you, I always think about um, the Zappos story. You know, before Zappos, nobody ever thought about ordering <coughs> shoes online because you have to try them on. Um, and then people started ordering the shoes online, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And now, you know, I don't know a lot of people who actually go to the store; you just order your shoes online. So it's it feels like it's becoming uh more of that but i feel like four yeah four years ago there was nothing like this
1: well michael do you think a a, a new world of uh uh merchandising is uh, really upon us uh, you can look at uber and all of the other things are we really looking at a a, a new world 10 years from now well
2: it's a, it's a combination of both a new world that is being made possible from the logistics side and the last mile technology and an old world in which really food delivery is probably the last player to the game in e-commerce. As Monica pointed out, I mean, things like shoes and things like just classic day-to-day things, even some of the aisles in the grocery store, like paper towels and toilet paper, that stuff has become a norm for auto-ship, whether it be from Amazon or or whatever it might be. The food side. I mean, if you had asked me three years ago to say, hey, do you want me to order our groceries online, I would have just cringed at what might have appeared inside the box just due to my lack of experience and having never seen anything well done. What they've been able to do from the technology and packaging to keep things fresh and the technology of logistics to allow that last mile to occur, be it through Uber, through FedEx, through UPS, It's been this combination of the e-commerce revolution as well as the logistics revolution coming together maybe in the past two and a half years that have allowed this industry to really take part. And what we're just starting to see now is the consumer base begin to get comfortable with it. So you're seeing a lot of awareness and a lot of people trying it out. Uh, Rest assured, what the industry looks like today will not look the same in three to four years because there's just so much continued room to – have improvement and to, to understand how the consumers now can better utilize e commerce for fresh and frozen food we're, we're just learning more every day well,
0: um, oh sorry no, Monica, I, I just wanted you to heard. add I just wanted to add to that there's also a big um it's a big trend in the desire for convenience you know we get busier and busier as more technology gets developed and if you think about it it's not that we're busier working but we also have many many more distractions throughout the day you know there's facebook and twitter and snapchat and instagram and you know we're constantly taking pictures of things not just of people we're we're our days are filled with a lot more work if you will quote unquote than it used to be and so people find less time to do the things that they enjoy and therefore are looking for more convenient ways to do the things that they have to do, like grocery shopping or food shopping or, you know, going to to Costco or whatnot. Um, you know, that's why companies like Instacart, for example, are also uh, growing tremendously because people are looking for more convenient ways to get the things that they need. And so I, I agree with Michael that things are going to change in a, in a huge way in the next few years as technology gets um, better and, you know, the the consumers get more impatient and are looking for more convenient ways to get what they need.
1: I just want to point out, two and a half years ago on this program, we had a man who launched a company, uh, a socks of the Month, and I thought thought at the time he was crazy, but two and a half years later, he's a millionaire, and uh, 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 that's right on the uh, uh, right on this. You can now get your monthly blade. You can get almost anything monthly now, and that's mm-hmm. part part of what you're saying. But let me ask you one more question, um, and uh, I'll start with Michael. What about returns? What happens when someone calls you up and says the food was spoiled or it wasn't good or whatever you do? What do you do?
2: Of course. I mean, first off, we do thank you for the technology in our shipping methods in the Sarah's Kitchen vessel. The percentage of time where we're going to have that issue is going to be extremely low compared to a lot of our direct competition just because we can ensure that every cubic square inch of the packaging is going to maintain that same degree for up to a 48-hour time frame during shipping. So rest assured, we are dealing with food. It is going to happen. And the beauty of uh, our consumers is that they have the ability to reach out directly to us and simply let us know that this product arrived and for some reason, whatever it might be, was not ideal. Now, because it's fresh food, we're not going to go through the expense of having that food returned. We would simply be able to credit the consumer so that they could have their next order at a discount and uh, to make up for whatever they lost in this time. So many times I've gone to the grocery store and I come home from the grocery store, and the uh, the bag of apples that I picked up from the grocery store is going to have a good percentage of them that just aren't right. In the game of fresh food, you're kind of playing with some uh, percentages of the time things aren't going to be ideal. Uh, but that said, we do love the fact, with our business model, when you are buying a terrace Kitchen dinner, everything is portioned for that individual's meal. So you're not going to have that food waste that you're going to get. So often when you go to the grocery store and the recipe calls for, a pinch of basil and you have to buy the entire plant, so often we see ourselves throwing out 75% of what we bought because it just wasn't needed for the rest of our menus. With Terra's Kitchen and the customized way you can purchase the exact amount of proportion for the meal you're getting, you're going to have a lot of food waste, but rest assured if there is any type of issue during the shipping process, we're going to make that right and get you another something sent to you at no cost to yourself.
1: And, And your website again?
2: The website is TerraceKitchen.com, terraskitche Oh
1: Monica, well, how do you deal with that problem?
0: Um, our problem ends up being a little bit different. So, you know, because our food is cooked, um, what we hear not very often, thankfully, is sometimes people just don't like it. Um It does not happen often enough to make it, you know, worth noting. But every once in a while, somebody didn't read the website, didn't realize that it was all plant-based, was expecting some chicken, some real chicken, was expecting some animal products, uh, and decides to call and complain. And like I said, we are all about customer service. So, you know, in those cases, we do um, refund a portion of the money. We don't also don't go through the expense of having the food shipped back to us at all. Um we have had a couple of problems with, you know, the shipping, with, you know, FedEx mishandling packages. So we just reship the package and then we deal with FedEx uh on our end. Um but you know, thankfully up until now we really have not had issues at all with, you know, people not liking the food or or the food not being I mean, we've never had anybody say the food was not uh, fresh, because, again, it's cooked, so it's a little bit different than the issues that Michael has. But, you know, we are dealing with food, and people have very high expectations, and um, we are here to make sure that they're happy with the service and with the product. Sometimes they're unhappy with a particular dish. We just ship them a different dish, or we give them credit to buy something else, and then they – Become loyal customers because they wanted to be heard and be taken, you know, into consideration.
1: Well, we're coming up to the end of the hour, and Michael, any last thoughts before uh, uh, we end the program to our audience?
2: Well, I mean, I think I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show today. Uh, very happy to be able to share the uh, the word of Terra's Kitchen. It's a business that's really about helping to bring families and communities together around the dinner table and experience a couple times a week that joy of cooking the actual meal itself, sharing that cooking experience with your family, your friends, your children, and educating them on why the food that they're eating is healthy for them to help allow them to make better decisions outside of when they're eating Paris Kitchen. It's been quite an amazing learning experience. The uh, The fresh food delivery business is one that has... A lot of gas behind it right now, a lot of excitement behind it right now. But I think, again, every company should be challenging themselves to continuously get better in how they offer a consumer a, a better opportunity and a better product. And uh, it being Monday while we're doing this show, and it being Meatless Monday in my family, I'm excited to tell Monica that she's got herself a new customer over there at Distro because I cannot wait to try the uh, the food from the bistro and see how that's going to be able to fit into my daily life, which it sounds amazing being so convenient and uh, the busy lifestyles that we all live. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Well, Monica, your last thoughts? you got a new customer.
0: Yes, and you know, I was going to say the same thing. I was looking at your site and the food looks amazing. And you do have a lot of um, meatless dishes that look delicious. So I have my cart all filled out, Um and uh, so I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much, Don, for having us on, this, on the show. It's been really fascinating to uh, to talk to you and also talking to Michael and hearing about how different and how similar our businesses are and how we are seeing a lot of the same trends and a lot of the same um, – we're experiencing a lot of the same things in this very exciting and uh, very fast-growing market. Um, you know, Vistra is all about – Making, making it easy to eat smart and to eat delicious and healthy food without really having to think about it much. So um, m- much like Terrace Kitchen, we want to make people really think about what they're putting into their bodies and be mindful of just taking care of themselves and taking care of, of the environment and the world we live in by eating clean, you know, more plants, eating better, eating smarter so that they can feel good and in turn, you know, help the rest of uh, of the world and help the environment. It's all, you know, it's all a mission. We We want to make it easy to eat smart, but we also want to make sure that we take care of our world. So by eating more plants, you're also helping, you know, with water conservation. You're helping with lots of different things. Um, so, you know, we're we're really enjoying the ride. It's fascinating. Uh, talking to consumers and, and hearing how happy they are, and we hear this, how we've changed their life, is really um, just gratifying, and uh, we love what we're doing, and we look forward to growing. And um, I'm very excited to get my uh, Terrace Kitchen vessel with all the yummy things I just put in it. Um, because I do like to cook a couple times a week. I don't have much time, but, you know, half an hour. My daughters love to cook as well, so this will be a really fun uh, family event.
1: Well, thank you both, Michael McDavid and Monica Klausner, for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure, and I hope the audience learned, uh, learned something new today. I certainly did. Thank you both for joining us.
0: Thank you, Don.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience and profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash digest If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you would like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to SmallBusinessDigest.net. That's SmallBusinessDigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.